0: Family, thank you so much again for joining me for another episode of Ascension Radio. I'm being joined by one of my very close friends, somebody that I share more than just, uh, you know, kind of understandings, but we're, we're very much on a very similar path in terms of shamanism. Uh, I have Hood Hypnotist with me today, and it is an honor. Um, Hood Hypnotist, you, you know, you're a player on, on, on Twitter, you drop a lot of knowledge, you drop a lot of truths, you're also very real to yourself, and I always got to respect that. If you could just kind of give a little bit to the audience in terms of your background, what it is that, you know, that you believe in, um, and then I'll go in in terms of what it is that we're going to be talking about in this episode.
1: Well, first, I just want to say thank you for that awesome introduction. And honestly, my heart is so warm and I love, you know, having an opportunity to do something like this, especially with my brother. So... Um, I really just want to introduce myself as a person um, here to just share my truth, you know, hopefully let my journey um, be an inspiration to others to walk in their light and in in their path. You know, ultimately, we all have our own journey, our own path, but um, we can all serve as an inspiration to one another no matter what. Um, My main focuses deal with image, um, working on, you know, branding your use the skills that they already have, um, to put themselves in better positions. Um, I think that's all I have to say for my intro.
0: And that's perfectly fine. Um, I think you might've cut off a little bit, but I think I know what you were saying is is that you, that you basically help people, uh, produce their image, who they want to be. Um, do you do that with businesses or just individuals?
1: Um, I work closely with individuals as well as small businesses. Um, On the small business side, I deal a little bit more with entity formation and the legal side. Um, On the personal side, you know, on the interpersonal side, one to one, I deal more so with, uh, like I said, personal branding and working on soft skills um, in order to create, you know, a cool resume or a better portfolio working with what a person already has.
0: Right, right. So you you strive to kind of help people connect their message to the message that they want to kind of give to the world.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, And so, you know, me and Hood Hypnotist, what we're going to talk about today and what this episode is centered around is really, um, you know, how to maintain your spirituality in the workplace, which is something that, you know, I think is very difficult um, when you enter the quote unquote matrix to kind of keep that you know, practice alive and, and and how to navigate without getting lost in the proverbial sauce, as they call it nowadays, um, you <laughs> right. know, to be able to continue that practice. Because again, in spirituality, in my, in my opinion, it's consistency. And the more you can kind of find things in, in, in your life that you can, that you can connect with your spirituality instead of just leaving it behind and forgetting about the matrix, but really kind of infusing the matrix with your own spirituality and with your own take that's very important
1: right and I think um, that that's one of the main things that I wanted to talk about you know is just your identity in the workplace and you know not feeling a need to dissociate from any parts of yourself um, just because you're in the matrix or just because you're working a job that doesn't necessarily align with you know all of your personal values
0: Right. And I think that's very important, you know, considering that a lot of people, you know, they have to take jobs that they might not necessarily resonate with, um, right. you know, because at the end of the day, there, there is a need for the money to be pumping in and not everybody can take the, you know, the, not everybody can afford to take and say, you know what, I'm going to stop working and I'm just going to do this. And, and it's because I believe in it. And, and although that is the goal. You know, some people are stuck in that limbo of what do I have to do or or how can I continue to grow spiritually while still participating very much, um, you know, in in this in this world, in in this in this world that we're in and that we, we don't really have a choice. And up until we have the resources available for us to say, okay, I'm at this point now, I can afford to keep doing my practice and still be able to make enough that I don't need to worry about it.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the things that we touch on today um, will kind of be, you know, encouraging for those who are at that point. You know, like you said, in limbo where they're kind of stuck in between, like, well, you know, I'm not completely ready to leave the, the money flow, but, you know, I am working on my skill. I am working on my craft. Um, and I hope this can kind of provide some comfort to people that like, hey, you know, that's a reality, um, you don't just always get to up and leave, you know, your staple job or what's known as the matrix. Sometimes you have to kind of integrate them. Um, and I think a lot of people too, that integration is a really large part of the spiritual journey and the ascension, um, to, you know, getting to that place where you're just working solely from your craft and solely from, you know, whatever skills you've been building.
0: Absolutely. And I agree hundred percent. I think that I'm more of one of the proponents, um, not necessarily from disassociating. I'm more of the proponents of integrating. Right. I think, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're given the cards that you're dealt and it is your job to find a way to, you know, kind of maneuver those cards and see how best you can, you can still represent yourself fully. Um, and at the same time, you know, participate in, in this world that we live in. And so um, you know, without without wasting any time, I mean I, I I wanna dive right in in terms of, you know, what is what was the most challenging thing for you in terms of your spiritual journey? Um, and then from there you can kind of just touch on whatever you feel that people need to understand or or that you think would be helpful for them. And then, you know, I'll chime in at any time with comments and 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 you know, we'll continue from there.
1: Okay. <clears throat> um So from my experience, you know, out of college, I'll be the first to say, you know, I didn't take advantage of college in the best way possible. Everyone tells you, you know, college isn't really about the grades, not really about the degree, right? I'll be the first to say I didn't do any of that. I skated my way through school, you know, pretty much took any cheat code I could do just to get that degree. And I paid for that. I paid for that once I graduated because I started working, you know, at a job that wasn't really in alignment with what I saw myself doing. It didn't pay me the money that I really wanted to be paid. Um, and because of that, I began to seek out different, um, you know, types of work um, where I could at least be right. learning a new skill, um, but still and be getting paid. I that that
0: everybody resonates with. It's almost like in college, everybody just goes in, just for the degree and 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 you know oftentimes we overlook the learning experiences that we can gain from just like you know going through that whole process and 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 being prepared to, to to know that when you hit the ground you have to hit it running you know
1: oh yeah oh yeah um and I think too you know a lot of people you know bless our parents they put us in a place where you know we are doing better than them but there's still a lot of missing links right where they didn't really teach us how to network or they didn't really teach us how to use the people around us right to you know garnish what we should do for ourselves um so I think I spent a lot of time after I graduated learning how to do that on my own outside of you know any type of structure just out here in the matrix figuring that out Um, So I would say that's probably one of the hardest things. Um, But once I was able to find a job, you know, where I was at least learning something that um, could eventually put money back in my pocket. um, From there, it was understanding the dynamics of the workplace. Um, There's a very strict hierarchy Mm -hmm. in these places. it's just like anything else that you see in the matrix it's matrix just like religion just like school any doctrine right this is this is very deeply deeply embedded in the matrix and the people who you know support this or are being supported by this um, structure are gonna fight for it until the death So I think, you know, first just figuring that out and then saying like, okay, so since I know that this exists, how can I put myself in a position to win? Um, So then you start to get creative. Um, Like I said, the first thing is really going to be finding a workplace where you can at least learn a skill um, Mm -hmm. that you can apply later. Um, The second thing is figuring out how you fit into the bigger picture. If you know you're valuable or if you know you have a bunch of, you know, soft skills or, you know, classes and experiences that you learned in school, maybe um, that can apply to this position. Mm -hmm. Don't be shy about it. Um, voice any value that you have to the people you're w- wanting to work with, um, because this will put you in a Absolutely. position to be and, and I'm
0: sorry to interrupt you there. I, I think that that plays a big part on that. You know, how everybody talks about, you need to speak up for yourself. That's part of clearing that throat chakra, mm-hmm. you know, for, for you to speak yeah. on what you know. Yeah. Even if you feel nervous about it, you have to, you have to put mm-hmm. yourself out there. That's the only way you're going to know. If what you're doing is right or if it's wrong,
1: that's so true. And then too, you know, just like you're saying, um, that throat chakra—it kind of just brought me back to a place because, you know, when I was doing this at the time, I didn't really see right. it as spiritual work, but it very much indeed is, um, and it deals a lot. You know, this you just saying that is bringing up a lot for me. Um, it, it deals a lot <laughs> with programming, right? Um, where, you know, like you said, having that confidence and being, you know, stern in your own value. Um, so I think that was another really big thing I had to learn. Um, and once I got over, you know, the fear Mm -hmm. of rejection, which I think is a really, really big one. (laughs) Um, yeah, once I got over the fear of rejection, I was no longer scared to say, no, I want to be paid this much money. Or, no, I, I would like to right. do this. Right. Or even role like, instead. hey, Lipton, your,
0: your idea might so, not be the best. Here's my take on it. And let's see what goes from there. You know? Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And what I noticed was that when I, you know, voiced my value, others began to value me. Um, so I'm not saying, you know, just go out here. Saying right. you have all these skills and you have all this knowledge without actually having it—have the knowledge, have the skills, right. and have the proof. Be, um, so have proof. then you that can back is it be up. <laughs> the
0: foundation for your voice, because you—it's not like you're pretending to know this. You know this. You studied it. You know what it is, and and mm-hmm. you would be doing a disservice to yourself not to express those things that you may feel you know a little bit better than others, because in the workplace, times you know you get people that oh, yeah. get promoted. Who, who don't really know a lot of, of, of things that you may know that doesn't mean that they're not qualified it just happens to be that you know the truth is not everybody knows everything and and you should always be mm-hmm. aware of that and not be afraid to speak on those things that you feel confident enough you know and that's where like you said that confidence comes from is knowing what you know part of it is knowing yourself what do you bring to the table mm-hmm.
1: yep exactly Exactly. And this just all ties back into, you know, that original idea we had of um, being in integrity with your identity. So for me personally, um, I know that I'm a teacher. I know that I'm a leader. Um, I've spent, you know, a lot of time cultivating right. these skills within myself. Um, and so when I go out into the matrix, I, I carry those skills with me and I let it be known that I, I have that ability um, so that in turn, those soft skills well, turn into hard well, cash. I,
0: I love that, that analogy that um, you just dropped right there. Those soft skills turn into hard cash. And I think that that's a mentality that, that a lot of spiritual people need to need to understand. Is how to turn the skills that you already have into into cash. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it?
1: Exactly. That's it. And then, too, you know, I, I think that um, going back to the confidence thing, right? I think that we in the spiritual community need to have more confidence in our spirituality and the fact that it's needed yeah. in the workplace Preach. and it's transferable
0: <laughs> to the workplace. You're dropping facts. And, and I agree 100%. And And so I just wanted to touch on a point that you just made before about how you said that that at the time when you were dealing with those things, you weren't necessarily spiritual, right? That you weren't necessarily in tune. I mean, we're always spiritual, right. but, but we weren't in tune with that spirituality. And that actually falls in line exactly with me. I wasn't in tune with it either. Um, and so w- what was the point for you where where you kind of had already been in the workplace, you'd already been dealing with this, you saw the structure, you saw what it was, but then you also had to integrate that that spirituality. What was the point for you that, that kind of told you, hey, I have to integrate this. This is important.
1: I'm really glad you asked me that because what happened was I started to notice how people were responding okay. to my energy. Um, it started to get to a point where I noticed mm-hmm. I was being watched. You know, everything that I did, the way I did it, you know, how I spoke, um, I was starting to get more responsibility (laughs) and exactly, exactly. And so I said, okay. you know, how can I play this to my advantage? Even though I'm getting all of this attention, this recognition, um, how can I make sure that I'm still on the receiving end of this and not being taken advantage of? Because oftentimes
0: what happens is the workplace will siphon people with that kind of energy and and it'll just be like we'll just use your energy because you're good at something but we won't really give you any type of acknowledgement for it or we won't we won't really we won't really cater to you it's just like wow we see what you're doing but we don't know how to respond to it
1: exactly and so what happened for me was i again had to go back to that confidence right and say hey this is what I've done since I've Boy. been here for the past six months. I was keeping track of all, you know, any successes I had, um, any rates that I improved, any processes that I created. Um, I kept a track of all of that. And one day I went into my manager's office and I said, hey, you know, I've been here for six months. These are my accomplishments. Give Boom. me a raise. Easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I got a raise. Exactly. <laughs> you, for know? Themselves,
0: you know what I'm saying?
1: So, Yeah, so I think that was a really big turning point for me as well. Um, Now, it was kind of, I just want to, you know, go back to your original question of, you know, when did I notice I needed to, you know, consciously bring that spirituality to the workplace? Um, Like I said, I was getting a lot of attention. um, But as you mentioned, um, you know, the attention just because you're getting it doesn't always mean it's productive attention. Um, and so I noticed that the attention I was getting wasn't really giving me the results I wanted. And at that point, I had to kind of check myself and say, OK, well, why are you really here? You know, are you here just to be patted on the back or are you here for this money? Okay. And, <laughs> you
0: know, it was a real conversation <laughs> that's, that's that I had to have with myself. the you can have when it comes to money and yourself is what is it? Is it is it is it the attention that I'm here for, or is, should I be paid for having this attention that not others have?
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, so once I got the raise, you know, I got more responsibility. Um, I started leading a team of people. Um, you know, the 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 responsibilities just grew, grew, grew. Um, at that point, I began to go into another shift where I started to okay. change the way I dressed. Um, sorry, people keep calling me. Um, so I started to change the way I dressed because, like I said, you know, I noticed I was getting all this. I noticed I was getting all this attention. I wasn't really sure how to address it. Um, and I wasn't really sure, you know, how much of the attention was like benefiting me or taking away. Right. So I started to wear lots of black (laughs) to work. Um, and I also started to wear symbols. Um, I began wearing lots of like triangles Um, Mm -hmm. I began wearing, um, like symbols or like little jewelry pieces that had like Africa on them or like, um, the Ankh, just little small like that. And, uh, what I noticed was, um, people would either be really attracted to me or (laughs) they'd be really repelled.
0: Right. Right. Because they know subconsciously what those symbols mean.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's so crazy because now I'll just experiment and I'll do little different things. So, like, (laughs) if I know I have a meeting coming up with someone, I'll wear all my, you know, my stones, I'll wear my jewelry, I'll dress in all black that day, and then... It'll be like, you know what? We're not going to have a meeting today. (laughs)
0: It's so funny how it works. And it's true. It's true. Let me me, me tell you something. I'm sorry to interrupt. But one of the things that I always do, for example, for interviews is I always wear dark blue with a, you know, either either like a suit that has dark blue or has blue in it. Because what a lot of these people that they go on websites and they ask, hey, um, what's the best way to dress for an interview? What they don't realize is that that's all spiritual questions oh, yeah. that you're asking or what you're what you're really asking is what is the power behind colors what is uh-huh. the power behind the vibration of each color right if yes. i want to be aggressive i wear a, r- a red tie that just like shines out in front of everything if i want to be really complacent or kind of get everybody on my side i'll wear blue because blue is the color of kind of agreement of, of uh-huh. going with the flow you know and and it's interesting that you speak on those symbols because people will will react to those symbols without knowing why they're reacting to
1: them. Oh yeah. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's funny when you're aware of what you're doing and you just see how you're maneuvering and your energy and you know, the symbols that you're putting out there are unconsciously, you know, or subconsciously picked up by other people. So that's another thing that I kind of started doing. Um, to be more spiritually conscious Um, is to just really mind the way I dress. Um, If I ever feel, you know, any sort of tensions or anything like that, I just immediately, it goes to all black and my symbols
0: and everything goes away. It's really crazy how it works. And that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, people that don't understand magic or, or that think that magic is this, this kind of, um, extra way of of looking at reality the truth is magic is imbued in everything we do Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of whether or not you're conscious of it and whether you're tapping into it or you're letting it kind of run you and it sounds like what you did was you you took awareness of that and you decided to act on it you know you decided to say hey you know when I don't want this I'm gonna wear all black and it's gonna it's gonna repel not that black repels, but the way that you were using it, you were conscious of the fact that it's not going to be the same way as if I was wearing whatever it was that I was wearing the day before, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think too, you know, uh, it's really special um, how you were saying, you know, just the power behind these colors in this, this magic. Um, I don't even, I don't even think of it as magic. I just, I think of it as a tool, You know, just something that I have in my back pocket for any time, you know, I'm feeling uncertain or any time I'm feeling uncomfortable in the work environment. Um, it, it feels really nice to know that just something as simple as changing the way you dress or yeah. wearing a symbol can really protect you in these environments.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one of the things that I always push, uh, especially in, in like, so, you know, I offer classes on, on shamanic journey, um, in terms of helping people find their, their way in terms of, you know, because there's a lot of literature out in shamanic journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel that it comes from a very Western perspective and I, myself, you know, I've been, I've been obviously influenced by, by the Western perspective, but my teacher, he broke down a lot of those things. and, And what he was saying is, um, people will react subconsciously regardless of whatever you do. It's better for you to take charge and understand oh, yes. <laughs> why and how people will react. And then you will see, even if people don't believe in it, they'll they'll be affected by it. And that's one of the big things is, is in the workplace, especially because when anybody enters the workplace, they have to don a mask, right? Yes. And so you don't really get the, the, the purity of the person in the workplace. I mean, some people share extra. But, but for the majority, you know, we, we don't, we don't know who we're working with. We don't know who we're working with. And so just knowing those principles, like you said, of those symbols of what they mean and you stepping and empowering yourself through those symbols, that's potent stuff. You know, that's, that's very potent stuff that will ring true. Even if they don't believe in it, I mean, you will see those effects
1: yeah and it's funny because you know when I first started doing it I didn't even know if I believed in it like I said I was just experimenting and seeing what if or what would happen you know if I changed my demeanor and to my pleasant surprise you know like you said even if these people didn't know what I was doing, which I'm pretty sure they don't, <laughs> they <laughs> still they still had a reaction to it. And e- even still now, you know, I-, I do these things even if I don't feel uncomfortable, even if I like I said, I maybe I just want to experiment and see right. what happens if I change this up or if I do this a little differently. Um, I wanted to bring up one of your um Something that I saw you talking about on Twitter, which, you know, really, really hit home for me. Um, And you were kind of just talking about, you know, how offices are set up and just like, you know, the lighting situation and just all the crappiness of offices. And um, (laughs) it kind of just brought me to... And um, the last thing that I wanted to touch on myself is just um, your posture or mm-hmm. your your positioning. And it ties in really closely to your, your image and how, you know, your sim- symbolism that you're using. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, I know that everyone's work situation, their environment probably isn't exactly the same as mine. I have yeah. a, a, a office that houses me and two other girls.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so in our office, we keep the lights, the floor, the fluorescent lights off, and we use desk lamps um, okay. and salt lamps.
0: Awesome! And awesome. we also
1: we also do our um, essential oil diffuser throughout the day. And you know, everyone, whenever they walk by our office, it's such a big deal. You know, I tell everyone, yeah, this is this is the club. Welcome. You know, this is yeah. the this is where it's at. And everyone knows that. Everyone's just like, wow, this office is so nice. It's so zen. Like, we love your guys' office. We wish we could come sit in here, blah, 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 just because we put our, our posture up, right? We're showing that, hey, yes, we work in an office. However, it doesn't have to be this idea of what you believe an office is supposed to be.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? It's funny because it ties in a lot with what I'm getting a master's degree in industrial organizational psychology, which is basically putting psychology, right? right. Um Psych, before it was anything, it was the study of the soul. And so it's very interesting when, when they try to put that into the thing. And one of the things that they do is, you know, for example, the cubicle was created by an industrial organizational psychologist, right? Mm-hmm. It was created because it was there to limit distractions between employees, right? Right. So nowadays, we have the whole open office thing Mm -hmm. going on, right? So from what you tell me, these people are picking up subconsciously on that there's something different about your office that they don't have. And all you guys are doing is putting in salt lamps, which by the way, Himalayan salt lamps, I'll vouch for them. I love it. it's, It's It's amazing. Uh, the diffuser, I mean, that on top of that is, is an extra added touch. But even just knowing the lighting, you know, even just even just switching off the fluorescent lights that that were that were bombarded with on a regular basis. I mean, yeah, even little switches like that make a huge difference because people again, it doesn't people don't need to be spiritual to pick up on the differences that some of us spiritual people know why they just pick up on it. Because it is it is something that creates an effect, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you're so right. And you know what? I Now that you just brought up the fluorescent light thingy, um, I do just want to make a comment on that. Because this was my first time ever working in an office environment. And my God, my body went through so much adjusting to that environment. That's like, I could literally feel... You know, the effects of the lights, the effects of being around, you know, Wi-Fi so much and so heavily concentrated, Um, you know, and there was a lot that I had to start doing. Um, You know, I didn't figure out the whole light thing until about six months after me working there. Right. So it was a lot that I had to kind of, you know, do my personal research on and really um, check in with my body and see what right. was going on with me to make sure, like, okay, you know, is your environment infect- affecting you, or are you internally sick? And I was like, you right. know, obviously right. it's this environment. Yeah. Like, let's be real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, oftentimes that's another thing is oftentimes we don't know why we're getting sick. You know, when we work, when we work in these environments. And the thing is, like, these environments. And I again, I tell you that from somebody who's studying this these environments don't care about anything else but your productivity they are Mm -hmm. set up strictly to make you productive what does productivity mean it means that they want you to expend as much energy as possible making them money Mm -hmm. at, at at, at whatever cost that it is to them you know and again this isn't all corporations this isn't all offices but the point is when they hire me as a consultant they want to figure out how they can get the most out of their employees without paying more money that's just exactly that's the truth and so one of the points that i want to touch on is being torchbearers of spirit of spiritual awareness we have to bring that in also into the workplace that doesn't mean forcing people to be spiritual that doesn't mean you know, shutting down people that, that are religious. It just means making those small changes. Like you just mentioned that, that everybody can enjoy and still live their lives. They had no idea that those soft lamps and the lighting was changing it. They just went along with it and said, Hey, this is pretty cool. This feels good. They didn't know why it felt good, exactly. but it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and- and one of, the, one of the things that I wanted to mention that you brought up and we kind of skimmed over just in the conversation, it was posture, right? So most of us that work in offices where we have to sit for eight hours a day in front of a computer, okay, that is very damaging to posture. That is 100% very damaging to posture. Not only that, but we don't get the circulation of energy or of prana or chi, whatever you want to call it, that we should be getting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I always recommend to people that instead of them going on their lunch break to go down to the cafeteria of their job, you walk out and go look at the sun for a little bit. You got 30 minutes. When you get out, the sun's not gonna be out anymore. Get go outside during lunch, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock when the sun is out, and just sit there and look at the sun for a little bit. Bring your own lunch and 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 just Get that energy that you're not getting while you're sitting in that office. Oh, know? yeah.
1: 100%. I have a, a girlfriend who, um, she's a receptionist. And she was she was kind of getting on me about that. You know, this is a reminder for me. And even today, you know, I, I actually did just go outside. It was a really nice day in Vegas. We had 65 degrees. It was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but um, I just went out, you know, and got some sun, you know, drove around with my windows down, even if you're just driving around with the windows down, right, you know, right, anything. Right. Um, but she was telling me, she's like, you know, every day at my desk, I do butt workouts. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's a really good idea because
0: <laughs> honestly,
1: that gives you circulation, at least while you're sitting down, right. you know. <laughs> So Absolutely. and that Absolutely. on top of taking those breaks outside and you know walking around and all that stuff, I feel like it really, really does give you a chance to just reset and you know get out of that mucky environment where you're just sitting in the same hunched over right. position for hours, you know.
0: Right. You think about it, when you sit at those chairs, what you're doing is you're you're investing energy. It's like you're mm-hmm. sucking your energy out, whatever the work is, you're sitting there, you're you're getting your energy drained towards something. That's what they pay you for, you know? So another thing that I wanted to touch on is, is the screens, okay? We're staring at screens for majority of the day. Those screens are the same screens we look at when we get out of work and we look at our phone, when we get out of work and we look at our laptop. And if you if you calculate the amount of hours you spend in front of a screen, that is, that is very, very, very much a good percentage or chunk of your day, right? And so... One of my friends, um, he bought these glasses that are supposed to be like glasses that you wear in front of fluorescent screens or, or, or not fluorescent screens, but screens in general that send artificial light your way that actually block a lot of it, right? Wow. I know that it may, you may look funky wearing these like orange or blue, excuse me, glasses while you're on the screen. But as somebody who's spiritual, I mean, we've learned that one of the biggest things about being spiritual is not being afraid to look crazy to the rest of (laughs) us. right (laughs) you know we do things because we know that we have to do them and one of those things when he you know I researched these glasses and and they really do block out a lot of the strain and a lot of the kind of lighting that is unnatural um and and I've tried them myself a couple of days and it really makes you less tired it's almost like Like, if you think about it, when you when you have to analyze a report on a screen, Mm -hmm. you're giving your energy to the screen, but you're also taking in data from that screen. Right. And so those glasses, those 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 kind of computer glasses, I found myself really being able to be in front of a computer for longer. That's not the goal. But the point is that that it must have not expanded, you know, expounded that much energy for me, for me to be able to sit there longer without getting tired. You know? Yeah, that's so, very
1: true. And you know, even I I started to do some research on this too, because um, if anyone follows me on any of my socials, they know I've had some eye troubles, you know, this past year and they really didn't even start until I started working in this office office environment. You know, so I kinda had to bring that into account as well. Um, as with me. Um and so one thing that I, I saw was that it does help if um, you can kind of self above the screens to where you're looking at a down angle ooh, toward the ooh, screen. I like that. Um, and that's something that has really helped me personally. Um, I think that you know, it's all about posture. You know, at the end of the day, yes. um, and it's all about you know the angle how you're saying. You know, when we're looking at a screen, you're you're downloading information. Um, from that screen. And so, I mean, anything that you can do to protect yourself, um, I feel like, you know, there still hasn't even been a lot of research or information on how these things will affect right. us, you know, later. Absolutely.
0: Because there so, is, mean,
1: anything that you can do. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And again, I mean, we're, we're, we're a generation that is going to be seen as a lab rat generation on a lot of these technologies. Because later on in life, yeah. we're going to see what happens. Because we were the, we were kind of the guinea pigs, mm-hmm. you know? We, we lived before technology took over fully. And now we're, we're in an era where technology has fully taken over. And now it's only geared to continue taking over. Um, and we don't... Right. I mean, we know the effects in terms of that. It's not going to be really fully blown that positive. But we need to know exactly what it is. And I think it's important for us again as as people who are spiritual in the workplace to remember you know i i literally go out and i meditate on my lunch break because i like to fast during during my time of working so i'll eat in the morning and then i'll fast all the way up until i, I leave work and so in the middle when there's that lunch break period i leave you know um, and it's it's good. it's not going to make you popular with your coworkers your your coworkers are going to want to go out to lunch and if you tell them like hey you know I'm not going to go with, they're going to be like, oh, this guy, you know, but, but listen, you have to do what's for you. Okay. You, you know,
1: And you know what? Can I just chime please, in on that? Please, I, I do not believe in, and I know you were saying during the lunch hour, but to me during the lunch hour, I'm off. Okay, I do not believe in hanging out with coworkers what? outside of work, and
0: that's that. Honestly, it's
1: not a good that idea, right
0: there. <laughs> just goes to show how aware you are of the artificial connection that they're trying to force you to make in the workplace with people that you may not even agree with. You know, it's almost like seeing like if you don't go out with coworkers, then you're then oh you, uh, no, he's not part of the team. I don't need to be part of your team on my off hours. Okay
1: yeah and you know what and I'll, I'll just say this and we'll end this little portion but with a co-worker thing the best way to build a rapport with your co-workers is by doing your job Absolutely. just do your job Absolutely. they'll love you
0: <laughs> even if they hate you they'll love you because you have to, you know because you're doing your job you know yeah the end of the day. exactly and, that, and that's the thing and I, and I think that you know we can we can sum up this entire episode with, 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 a, with, with a couple of words, which is you need to protect yourself while doing your job and figure out yep. what that means to you, you know? You don't you, you don't feel needed to go and connect with these people after work if you don't resonate with them, you know? And if you're in a workplace that pushes that, you need to ask why they're pushing that because at the end of the day, they're pushing mm-hmm. that because they want to force rapport. You cannot force rapport. Just because you force people to be in the same room doesn't mean that rapport is going to be built. And that's what a lot of these corporate offices are banking on, is for people to kind of just give in and be like, yeah, I'm just part of, you know, I'm just part of this. I have to go along with the punches. Be, be willing to say no. If you do your job and you say no to that other aspect, they, they're they still going to have to accept you as part of, as part of that industry, as part of that office, as part of what it is. That doesn't mean go and be at odds with everybody and don't be, you know, an a-hole about it. But again, right. <laughs> at the end of the day, as spiritual people, one of the biggest advantages that we have from people that are not aware or that are not awake is our ability to say no to things. and not. Okay, them. a boundary. Hello. Exactly. Boundaries are important, especially in the workplace where you're already being bombarded by the fact that you have to be there for eight hours and they don't even want you to go out to the sun, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. And I think too, you know, that has so much to do with our last point. You know, posture. Absolutely. It's all about how you carry yourself. Absolutely. You know, people people will respect you if you're giving something to be respectable.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's been,
1: you know, my biggest lesson is having the confidence to stand in integrity with the things that I believe, whether it be, you know completely in alignment with the values of the workplace or not. Because it, it, something that I've learned is that for me personally, I haven't had too much of this problem, thankfully, but something that I've learned is that these companies will create um, these quote unquote value systems, um, but they're not really in alignment with them. They just have them there for their stakeholders. Exactly.
0: It's there more for the public than than it is so for the people actually living through that company day to day.
1: Exactly. And so I I think, you know, personally for me, it's been firstly staying in alignment with myself. Secondly, making sure, you know, I'm not being an a-hole like you said, you know, yes, practice boundaries, but also um, give people the opportunity to understand who you are as well. Um, and I think that was one of my biggest things too. I, I was thinking earlier when I was talking about the salt lamps and stuff like that. Another thing that I'd done with my desk area is I'll bring my books that I read to work. Yeah. I don't hide. I don't hide what I like. I don't hide, you know, (laughs) what I read. I don't hide what I watch. Yes. You know, it's, it's there for anyone to, you know, think what they may yeah. if someone wants to address <laughs> me about it they can but I'm I'm a bet you nine times out of ten pull out your book that you've been reading on you know taming your shadow right or right. you know just 100%. anything of that nature 100%. and people will they'll respect you nobody's gonna question that let me
0: tell you something <laughs> I I and you you just said that and it's funny because I literally bring my books to work all the time so that in my lunch hour or in a, in a time when, when I don't have to be working, I can read and I don't care. I leave, mm-hmm. that, I leave the cover and they, and they come and ask me, for example, I, just a couple of weeks ago, I got a book. Um, it, was, it was a book that had been recommended to me by, by my teacher and mentor um, about mm-hmm. kind of the culture of, of who the Jaguar shamans were uh, in South America. And so I had left that, you know, I had left that out there in the front. So when I came back from lunch, one of my uh, co-workers, um, she's Mexican. And so in her family, she had some lineage of shamanism back in the day. And she was like, wow, like, that's so interesting. Like, why are you reading that? She's like, that doesn't align with what you're studying. Like, how does that have to do anything with industrial organizational psychology? And I was like, listen, I'm a multidimensional person. I'm, I, I. Okay. I try to learn as much as I can. I am not ascribed to a box. You know, you can see me mm-hmm. and you can bring judgment to me in the workplace, but you'll never fully know me until you meet me exactly. outside of the workplace, you know? And I think that that's right. a big message is that you don't have to be your full self in the workplace. Sometimes it's okay for you to just go get that bread and then come out and do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be ideal for oh, us yeah. to infuse that. And and I think that the way that you, I think the best thing that you said in terms of how you can kind of low-key do that is the way you dress. The way you dress and bringing those mm-hmm. books. That'll say enough. That'll say more than, than anybody can ask any questions. And of course. Than any words can say. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And people will talk. People will talk. People love talking in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Some people come to the workplace just for el chisme. You know, for the, and that's it for the, for, Cheese for man, the yes. you know what I'm for the <laughs> Don't be a part of that. Don't be a part of that. That's one of the biggest things I'll tell spiritual people is don't fall for the gossip of the workplace because it comes, it becomes easy because it's an easy way to fit in and it'll be an easy way for you to kind of like, kind of disappear, but don't fall for it because that's not why we're here. You know, as spiritual people, we have a calling and the way you said it was best is stand true to your power. You know what I'm saying? Like come into the yeah. workplace, but still stand true to your power respectfully, you know, but, but I think, I think you hit, you hit it all. I mean, I, I, I can't add anything more that you haven't said on, on really how to navigate, you know, this, this workplace for people who, who, who may not understand how they can bring the spirituality into it.
1: Well, I'm so glad I had the opportunity to talk about all of this with you. You know, I said some things that I didn't even know I wanted to say. So I'm really glad, you know, the message was out there. And I really pray that, you know, it falls on listening ears.
0: And I I promise you it will. I mean, I can feel the power of the information that you gave out, literally just simply off the fact that I'm sitting here as I'm speaking and like and, and thinking about it. And I'm like, wow, like. I wish when I was early on in my spiritual journey in these corporate environments that I would have gotten, you know, a little bit of hinting, you know, to, to some of the things you said. And so, um, you know, just wrapping it up, um, if you could please just give your information out to the audience, uh, I'm sure that they'll love to follow you, you know, catch up and, and, and maybe even, you know, go ahead and ask you for some of the services that you offer if you want to just go ahead and talk about you know your 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 um social media tags what it is that you do your business email anything that you want to give please
1: um yeah so i do have all my handles at hood hypnotist um on instagram and on twitter um, there is a variation on Twitter so if anyone ever wants to ask you um, just let me know because the feds, you know, to right. keep a note but <laughs> um, my website I do have a personal blog that kind of just talks about integrating the spiritual within the matrix in terms of branding um, entrepreneurship intrapreneurship which is creating your own role within a company using awesome. the skills you already have um, if anyone wants any information about anything we've talked about today um, you can reach me at gg at intraverse media um, that's g-i-g-i at intra i-n-t-r-a verse v-e-r-s-e media.com
0: gg I love you thank you so much for coming on and and you know I'm honored to to be able to share kind of this stage with you I know that you that you're killing the game right now I pray for nothing more than, than huge success for you we're making moves and and, and this is this is the beauty of, of, of you know minds spiritual minds coming together um, and hoping to pave a way for for our community or people that have questions that that we had you know um, early on in our journeys and I really appreciate you really coming on this show and dropping knowledge because that's exactly what you did.
1: Well, thank you, my brother. I appreciate it anytime. And I really hope we can get together and maybe shed light on some other topics here in the future. Absolutely.
0: You know, you're more than welcome to whenever you want to. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in with us to another episode of Ascension Radio. As always, we just want to hit you with perspectives. We just want to hit you with with what we feel that, that you know, that some of us, when we started our journey, would have wanted to to understand um, you know, uh, Hood Hypnotist has been a huge influence. I know me and her, you know, one of our biggest influences have been Carlos Castaneda's books on shamanism. Oh, I yes. commend 100% that anybody that's interested in shamanism, at least visit those books. You don't have to take it all like a Bible because it's not, but just see if it resonates and, and, and it's pretty heavy. Um, I have a couple of guests that are going to be coming in within the next couple of weeks. Um, As a lot of you guys know, my grandfather passed away this last week. If you guys could give a prayer and make sure that he's he's welcomed into the other side of infinity with grace, that would be amazing. Um, I'll definitely be available for questions and answers. Anything that you guys want to send me that you have for uh, Hood Hypnotist, I will gladly send it over to her. Um, And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have even if it's just an Instagram session where we go on live and answer some of these questions, that would be great. GG, thank you so much for connecting Much love Peace and blessings to all the people that follow the radio Thank you